0: Um, Hi, everyone. My name is Natalie Ledwell, and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show, we have my really good friend, Marnie Batista, with us. Hi, Marnie. How are you? Hello. Hi. Uh, Now, we have Marnie here. Marnie's from a company called Dating with Destiny. Uh, Dating with Dignity, I should say. Uh, And uh, Marnie works with a lot of women, men as well, or mainly women? Mostly women now. Messy women, um, because there seems to be a growing number of us finding ourselves in our uh, in our midlife uh, single again. And uh, in my situation, it's single and not having dated for twenty years, um, and being an Australian and dating in LA is quite the adventure. Um, so money's going to dispel some of the myths and uh, give us some clarity if you're in that situation uh, where you're actually looking to find love in a second and probably better part of your life. Uh, so why don't we start, Money, with, um, with your story and your background,
1: how you got into doing this kind of work. Well, you know, they say you uh, teach what you need to learn. So um, I think my picker was broken probably when I was uh, about 12 or 13. I had a, a a passion for the bad boys. Um, but when I was uh, 22, I was um, I met a guy and he asked me to marry him. And the reason that I basically said yes was, you know, guys didn't even ask me out for second or third dates. <laughs> so if this guy wants to sleep with me and then marry me, I'm in. And, um, you know, we were married for 20, uh, no, 17 years now. 17 years we were married. And during all of that, um, I just felt like I was... Broken, like there was nothing I could do to to feel love, to get the attention and affection I wanted. It felt like there was nothing I could do right, and I was just sad. We had three kids. I, I felt so empty, and um, when that marriage ended, you know, I was devastated. I had this picture of what my life was going to look like, and I was 38, and. Um, I wasn't ready to really dive into what was holding me back. So I went online right away. And of course, you know, I met a younger, better looking version of my (laughs) ex-husband. And you know, that, that relationship in some ways was more painful because I had put sort of all my do over eggs in that basket. Um, I thought this is going to be the one, this is the reason the universe, you know, led me to getting a divorce. And um, he cheated on me and broke my heart. And, it was after that, you know, I had three daughters, and I was like trying to figure out how I could get them back, and I was trying to get some friends to pick up my kids at school, and, and all of a sudden, it just hit me. Um, the one common denominator in my relationships is me, and if I am not willing to figure this out for myself, am I willing to figure it out for my kids? And that really became my motivating why. Is that I, I want to have love, but if I don't get it because I'm not good at it, then at least I will model something different for my kids. And that was really the beginning of me creating our Find Love Now formula and working through the systems and the structures so that ultimately I was dating in my 40s, um, hadn't dated since the 80s. And I met and ended up marrying the love of my life after five years. And now we have this formula, this system, and we're teaching it to women all over the world. So there is hope no matter what your situation, you can find love again. Yeah, because it is. It's very scary. I mean, <coughs> excuse me. last time I dated it was like 20 years
0: ago. And, like, I wasn't a ropes instructor back then, so it's not like I ever had to go looking for it. It always come and found me. But, of course, now I'm actively out there seeking and looking so what are what are some of the uh, like the common pitfalls that women fall into when they're you know especially if, if you're online because it's a whole other like' a, there's, there's a whole set of rules that, right. that seem to be unspoken that go on in that whole world so what are some of the common mistakes that um, that women fall into in that situation well one of the things
1: is is that we um, we take our past and we overlay it into what are really what we're looking for. And if you have had bad relationships in your past, and this shows up really prominently online, is your profile is written from a place of fear and scarcity rather than opportunity. Mm-hmm. So women will say things like, um, "And if you are not a person who likes to sleep in on the weekends, I'm not your girl." <laughs> you know, or um, I'm looking for a guy who really who finally has his you know act together and won't cringe when I say I have to go visit my mother you know it's it's like all these bad experiences that we have we want to make sure that we don't screw up again and we just dump it into our profile and some of it's obvious but some of it is very um, unconscious and men can just sense there's just like an energy that actually like radiates out from the from the app and your computer, and they just go, no, this isn't isn't for me. So one of the biggest pitfalls you can make is dating from that place of avoidance of your past, rather than creating something new and an exciting opportunity. Right. So I mean, we're talking about you know the past. So uh, is there
0: like how do we clear ourselves of you know what we see as mistakes from a past mm-hmm. relationship?
1: Well, the first thing is is that I um, invite people to look at their mistakes with a lowercase M instead of a capital M, right? Because your mistakes were really opportunities for you to understand who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what you need. And it's really an opportunity to go in and to heal those beliefs. So the first thing that you could do is have your moment where you go, hmm, Maybe it is me, (laughs) and start writing down what are the patterns that you notice in your dating, Uh, whether it's, you know, I look online or I get get an email from someone, and the first thing I do is I start criticizing his spelling. Or I go on dates, and the minute I meet him, I put all my hope and fantasies into him, and I hope he likes me and I get so nervous about trying to be who I think he wants that I get really anxious and shy and I shut down, right? So you want to go in and start looking, do I have any patterns that I can find starting, you can look back starting as long as you can remember and see what it is that needs to be shifted and changed. Right. And this is the work that you do with women, right? Absolutely. We we look at really four areas that are the the source of things that are holding you back. We call this the reveal phase and you have to have an awareness of what your pattern is so that you can start to make different choices. And the thing that I really encourage is you know a lot of us we've done therapy, we've read the books, we've you know we've done a lot of work. So the invitation when it comes to dating is can you be curious to uncover what you don't know?
0: Right, absolutely. Because
1: that's the thing. I mean, I know,
0: like, even when Glenn and I separated, I was like, okay, well, I know I played a role in this. Like, how did I show up in this relationship? And you know, and you know, we're friends. What you know, the right. work that I've done to get to that point. Because I wanted to be a clean slate. So okay, so let's just say that I've that I've worked on on you know my how I felt, I showed up, how I can show up better in the next relationship. Let's just say that. Um, but now I'm online. Right. So we about the type of profile, which is interesting. So what are, what, are, uh, you know, what are the things that men are looking for? Or is it that we have to come from a place of knowing
1: what we want first? Mm, what, a, what a smart question, Natalie. Um, well, I really um, invite women to get clear on what it is they want. And I recommend what I call five non-negotiables. So many women, we get this list. I remember when I was going through this journey, I had this list, and it had like 60 things on it, and I typed it up, and I used to be really into scrapbooking, so I like double matted it. I like hung it on my vision board, <laughs> and I realized that this was really a, a, a piece of resistance so that I could hide in being too picky. So if you have five non-negotiables that are based on your most important values, these are like five fights you'll never have, right? right? So then when you're looking at profiles, when you're actually collecting data, when you're out there dating, because they're values-based, you can't eliminate really anyone on the first impression unless it's dramatic, right? Because you're, you're curious, right? Um, it allows you to be selective without being picky, So the first thing you look for is, what are my five non-negotiables? And then again, reflect back, am I being these five non-negotiables? And then you're ready to go out and date. Right. So when we're talking about values, we're not talking about the things like, okay,
0: non-negotiable, if he chooses fingernails, that's it, he's out. We're not talking about things like that, right?
1: No, we are talking about... values family. He um, is on a spiritual journey. Maybe you want someone, they don't necessarily have to have the same philosophy that you do, but they're into spirituality or they're really connected to some principles in their religion that are a match for you. Um, Values are, are really important to look at because you can ask yourself without these five things, I wouldn't be who I am, They're very connected to my I am. With these five things, I'm able to, right? And if you look at it in that sort of a container, then you can also start to look for those things when you're dating. Right. Okay. So, um, all right, so let's
0: say we've got to that point uh, and we're starting out on some dates. How do we know or how soon should we be able to tell if someone's not a, a good match for us? Because let's face it, there's a never-ending supply of men out there. Like, like, there's no problem with that. But how do we? How do you go through that process? You know, it, should you go on a certain amount of dates? How do you know? You know,
1: how early can you tell? Okay, so um, I really believe that you're collecting data, right? So you're out there. You've got your non-negotiables. I believe it takes at least three dates to really start to get to know someone. And I encourage people to go on dates that are not limited to dinner or lunch or, you know, because what creates connection is shared new experiences. Mm -hmm. So going on a cool hike, um, taking a kickboxing class, um, doing the trapeze together, it's something that creates connection and it also allows you to see a different part of the person about how they handle um, adventure, or how they handle being uncertain, and it's a really great way. You know, nobody and don't go out for sushi on a first date. That's not a good first date. <laughs> why? Why is that? Why is sushi so bad? I think people feel so. So many women are like, "Oh my god!" You know, I just didn't know what. I'm not good at chopsticks, and you have the rolls, and like half is in, and you know. <laughs> And they're like noticing what he's, you know. So, um, I, you know, we want the men to choose at the beginning. So, um, if there are any men listening, don't do sushi for the first date. <laughs> or
0: spaghetti. That's that's a no no as well. Exactly.
1: Right? <laughs> so,
0: because uh, because this is an interesting thing as well. Like, oh, do we? How much importance do we place on the fact that they have to choose? They have to reach out. They have to make the first step. Like, what's the etiquette or what are the rules of engagement when it comes to that kind of thing? Well,
1: I'm not a fan of the rules, but I am a fan of sort of tools and putting things in context, right? So generally, most women would like a guy to court them and pursue them. And so when a guy takes you out and he gets his card and he puts it on the table, restrain yourself if you can and just practice joyful receiving. I've heard so many of my of my students and clients they feel guilty, they feel obligated, so they do the purse grab. Right? They're like, "Let me get that." And then every once in a while there's a guy who goes, "Okay." And then they come back and they're like, "I can't believe he let me pay." Right? So, don't offer unless in your heart you can pay without judging. That said, most men want to be given the experience of taking you out. So definitely let him pay. Once you're dating and you've gone on maybe four or five dates and there's a matched energy, you know, he's engaged, you're engaged, then it's great to say, you know, you've taken me out on these amazing dates. There's this really cool place I'd love to take you for brunch. Maybe you pick out the hike and I want to take you to this place and then you can reciprocate, or cook dinner. But make sure that you're really, it's an energetic match, and allow him to pursue. Okay, so let's just say that, uh,
0: you know, we're sort of out and we're doing the dating, but we're going through a bit of a drought. Well, there's, you know, we don't seem to be able to find the
1: right type of person. Well, what can we do in those situations? Mm. Well, if you're in a drought, it's a great opportunity, especially, so let's do online and offline. So online, it's really important to look at your parameters. So, did you say five miles? And maybe you want to extend your geography. Maybe you said he has to be. We have a woman we're working with right now who's like five nine, and sh- two of them actually, and they are really opening their heart to the possibility that their man is shorter than they are. Right? right. So they're extending and expanding because when you expand your search, you're really expanding your heart. And remember, unless you know six two is non negotiable and you only get five, right, Um, we want to really expand. The other thing is, and this sounds basic, but it's so important, we really encourage men and women to have professional photos taken. Um, You want to put those up. So if your photos aren't that great, if you're – You know, I do profile reviews all the time, and women are like, I don't understand why no one's clicking. And then I look, and every single one is of her with these giant sunglasses and a big floppy hat from her vacation, you know, to Mexico. (laughs) So make sure that your photos are engaging because men are visually uh, attracted. You know, that's what's going to create that first um, instance. And then the other thing is you go back and you say, hmm, do I have any limiting beliefs? Because the worst thing that you can do is start going around and saying, Ugh! I'm in a drought. There's no good guys. I can't. It's not working because then you're reinforcing all those limiting beliefs. So that's when I say it's time to take a pause yeah. and go back to the beginning and and start and refresh your uh, hit refresh.
0: Absolutely. And so, does it work to uh, or is it advantageous to change the photos around from time to time or tweak your profile or should you, you know you just keep it the way that it
1: is? Uh, I I think that if you're not getting the reaction that you want, it's a great idea to change your photos and adjust your profile. Uh, We were just doing a profile review with someone and she said, um, you know, one thing that men love about me is my quick wit and my New York sense of humor. It's not rude, but I'll definitely keep you on your toes, right? And she thought that was like cute and engaging. And I was like, I wouldn't put the word rude in your profile. Right. You know, like, keep, I'll keep you on your toes, I've got a quick wit, you know, if you love sarcastic puns and da-da-da, you know, you and I are going to have a great time watching a political debate together, you know, things like that. So be very, um, very discerning when you look at the words that you're using and the phrases, because remember, everything you say is painting a picture of not just your external, but your, your core of who you are and what you really believe. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Well, honey, we, we've gone, we've blown through 15 minutes very quickly. Um, so much but, to talk about. I you know, so much to talk about. We need to have coffee soon. Yes. Um, <laughs> but if people want to connect with you and work
1: with you, where can we send them to do that? Well, they can go to datingwithdignity.com and download a copy of my new book, Becoming Irresistible, which yes. will uh, teach you how to uh, get men to... Um, pursue you, treat you like a goddess, and commit to you for life, if that's what you're looking for. So go there, get the book, and you can start right at the beginning of our system and work your way through it so you can find your heart's desire. Awesome. Wonderful.
0: Thanks again for joining us, Marnie. I'm really so grateful that you spent some time with us. Um, Now, guys, if you're here watching this online, if you click to the banner, it'll take you through to Marnie's website from there. Or if you're watching it on the app, just click the banner underneath. um, And share this video. If you have any friends or female friends that are looking for love in this better part of their life, uh, you can use the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page to share the video and make sure that you leave your email so we can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon. Bye.